Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Red Men News. Uh, it's me, Chris Pajak. That is Cy Fletcher, and we are here to talk Liverpool-related news. We are backed, of course, by The Athletic. You can get 50% that's 50% of your yearly subscription by visiting www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash Red Men News. No ads, no annoying pop-ups, but you should know this. We go onto the website pretty much every day, and you never see a, t- a pop-up, do you? Um, this one is an absolutely brilliant piece by James Pearce. He brought it to my attention, Sai, and Aubrey via WhatsApp, if anyone remembers Aubrey. He sent me this about 7 o'clock in the morning. Loves a WhatsApp. Loves a WhatsApp, mate. Absolutely loves a WhatsApp. Not just one. 15 on the bounce. 15 on the bounce. He was telling me about all of our... um, Potential, potential opponents yeah, yeah. And, and all Vincent their players. Vincent plays for this one Honestly, and Javi manages somebody. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think he's got an actual job. <laughs> he knows this stuff better than me still. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's had an interview with James Pierce. It's such an interesting piece. It's about a 10-minute read. Um, and it, we, We've gone down to numbers five and number six out of 15 different photographs that they've shown him. Now, for anyone listening, um, there's a picture on the screen of Trent Alexander-Arnold and uh, Marcus Rashford. And it's talking about the game where Rashford scored twice early on and, and, and beat Liverpool at Old Trafford in March 2018. And what did you like about, about this one, Sai? Well, when I was when I seen 15 moments of shape my career, one of my first thoughts was I wonder if they're going to mention the Man United game because his career has obviously had some big highs, more highs than most 21-year-olds have had in their career. But that was one that you think of where... You can see he's really learned from it, can't you? It was, a, it was a terrible day. It was a terrible day for Liverpool because I think we were chasing second place in the league at the time. It was a terrible day for Trent because Rashford just done him time and time again, got the two goals and it was a big learning care for him and you saw that he's, defensively he's improved an awful lot since then and it, it, it taught him that you can't be complacent, you can't... Um, You've got to be careful playing against top-level football. Yeah, he does. And he says, Trent says uh, to Pierce, the toughest in terms of direct opponent, and he's talking about Marcus Rashford and someone getting on top of me in professional football, I'd say I underestimated him. It was a massive learning curve for me. It was something that I hated happening. As a Liverpool player, it was probably the worst game of the season to perform like that. But when things like that happen, you have to learn from them. And just to bring that back to today, Shai, uh, we obviously watched Jürgen's press conference earlier on today and he was talking about the kids and, and, and the difficulties that they had in that 5 all draw with Arsenal and, and, and a couple of the quotes that he has, he was talking about the never-say-die attitude and he said, it's the best way to learn things. 
you know, going through that type of a situation. We have to make sure these boys are ready for the rest of their career. Facing difficult situations helps. Staying on track, dealing with mistakes. Those young lads were exceptional. And that's exactly what Trent had to deal with against Manchester United, how he had to come back from it. And it brings us on to the next one, actually, which is the Champions League quarter-final against City in April 2018. So the next month, and we all know that Manchester City targeted him that day, but he was absolutely brilliant against Leroy Sane, wasn't he? It was, it was unbelievable. It was like a, a coming-of-age performance for him. If you, if you want, it was all the talk before the game was, should we even play Trent? Should we maybe put Milner right back and shuffle things around? Or... How, how do we play this game? Because Sané is in incredible form. You know how much he can punish yet. He's punished Liverpool a few times for, for Man City. And that was the worry going into that game. It was, is Trent going to be able to deal with this? They targeted him, but he just stood up to absolutely everything. And it's the way when he talks about, I'd like to say I came out on top in that battle. Unbelievable game. Probably the best atmosphere I've ever witnessed. You couldn't hear yourself think. You couldn't hear the player next to you who was shouting. It was incredible. Just imagine <laughs> imagine how he must have felt coming off that pitch. You've just beat probably the best team in the world, 3-0, to uh, put one foot in the Champions League semi-final. Playing at Anfield and he's putting a performance like that. Oh, that must be one of them moments where he's going home and just thinking, wow, what a night that Pinching yourself. And, and for anyone who just wants to take themselves out of the stresses and the strains of being a Liverpool fan, go back and read this because there's, yes, there was the Manchester United one, but the other like 13 or 14 yeah. of them, you, you just come away from it bouncing out. Yeah. You know, it was like a 10 minute read or something. Absolutely yeah. superb. He has asked him some really good questions. He talks about his charity work that he does in the mural outside Anfield, which recognises that and talking about from the Liverpool Academy, play, even playing for England and stuff as well, as free care against Hoffenheim. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, so on to some more sort of topical news then. Uh, we're on the BBC Sport website now. Uh, Premier League game is unlikely to move for a Carabao Cup tie. So we obviously brought you the news yesterday about all the different um, variations and different ideas that people have had and, and you know loads of them were can we move a Premier League game? It looks like the Premier League is unlikely now to happen. They're not going to move it. The last tie ties are due to take place in the week commencing 16th of December when the Anfield side are in Qatar for the Club World Cup. The Premier League match at West Ham has already been postponed because of the FIFA tournament. The club and the EFL are in talks over an alternative date for the Villa Carabao Cup game. There appear to be no potential slots in December, a month when Liverpool already have eight fixtures scheduled, five in the Premier League, final Champions League group match and two World Club Cup games. There's a midweek window after the third round of the FA Cup in the first week in January, but that would mean playing Villa tie when the first legs of the EFL Cup semi-finals are due to take place. Um, it's now been muted, Si, that Jürgen has already been splitting his squad in training for the build-up of fixtures already. And now, you know, I think it was Bascom or Joyce have been talking about the possibility of Liverpool entering two teams in the same, in different continents a couple of days apart, maybe, and splitting the squad that way. It's never been done before. No, I'm, I'm not too sure what to think, <laughs> to be honest. Because either way, is he going to play purely kids? Like, the side that he played against Arsenal, it, there was a lot of kids in there, but you've got a spine. You've got Milner left, even though Milner didn't have a great game. He had the experience well, look, yeah, there. You Milner, you've got Lallana, Lallana Ch Chamberlain. Um, You've, you've, you've got, got to take got, them for the yeah. World Club Cup. You've yeah, got two you've games got in quick succession. Yeah. He's going to want to rotate his squad in the World Club yeah. Cup. Uh, but the worst thing that could happen is, say he takes, he takes a purely first-team squad for the World, World Club Cup, and then imagine they don't even end up winning it. And then he leaves the kids and they get beat by Aston Villa in the quarter-final. And then we've lost both games. So, so I don't want that happening. I don't want, it's, it's too much of a risk because 
already it's hard for the first team to be flying to Qatar and, and playing two games in a week if you're then going to be either leaving a few of them at home to try and make a bit more experience in the League Cup side which to be honest I'm not too sure if Klopp would do I think Klopp's already shown that he's, he's not prioritising that, that tournament at all even though he does want to win the game while it's getting played and he'll prefer to win the game he's not prioritising that but things can happen yeah. a bad refereeing decision or what if a player gets injured out there you don't want to be taking risks, and I, I, that's why I think I, I certainly hope that this EFL Cup thing gets sorted and gets moved. Yeah, it, I, it looks I, like the most likely at the minute is it's going to get played when the semi-finals due to get played, and the semi-final gets moved back. That's that's what's looking likely. That's the thing that I think will happen. The only other thing I think I think Liverpool will pull out of the competition before they play two teams on two different yeah. continents. I really do because, like you say, you know, you, you anything can happen. You want to take your entire squad over to the Club World Cup. It's a competition that we've never won before. Yeah. First of all, I mean that's that that means something. And I know it's not looked on, you know, like an, a, a top competition in England, but the other teams around the world all want to win that. Yeah. And you can go around telling everyone legitimately that you're the champions, World Cup champions. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want yeah. to be able to do that? And, patch on your and shirt. every As player like, who's going to be playing in that squad is going to want to win it. Yeah, every single one 100%. because no one in the squad's done it. And you've got you've got South Americans in that team who'll be playing either an Argentinian side or a Brazilian side. They'll they'll want to go up and, and beat them, and so the whole the whole of their continents will be watching. And they say, look, I'm I'm the champion of the world. I've come from I've come from Brazil, and now I'm the champion of the world. They want to do it, yeah. So onto the press conference reaction then. Um, again, we'll we'll come back to to Trent and you know we've got Redmen's Twitter up at the moment. So I did a great job pulling out some great quotes. Trent is so young and already experienced. What a wonderful story! A hundred games and not too many bad ones, and that's true, isn't it? You know he's now the the record holder for the most assists by a defender in Premier League history with twelve last season. Um, he's just so experienced. Two back to back Champions League final, the youngest player to ever do that. He's played in World Cups. He's up to his hundred Liverpool fixture. He's not even. 21 yet, he's is he? 21? He's, he's already a hero. I, I don't think you could say he's a legend at Liverpool, quite, because he still hasn't he still hasn't played enough. But he's already he's a hero. He's a hero for so many kids growing up. He's a hero for me, and I'm fucking older than him. But the, Klopp said it in the press conference. He used the words "scouse hero." Yeah, and you know he knows that Liverpool fans want that. We've seen his name about him being a scouser in our team yeah. and all that. Like, I mean, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, one of the things that I think coming off the back of the the fixtures though is is this one we've got here now. Uh, this is him talking about the fixture pileup. FIFA, the leagues, and he's talking about the Premier League, Spain, and everyone else. Everyone needs to sit down at the table and think about their players and not about the wallet. And what he was talking about at the time, so you'll remember, is he's talking about the the question was around. Are we working these elite players mm. too much? Yeah. And he he got quite angry with the reporter, the lady who asked him the question, didn't he? Because he was like, "You asked me this, but you're a journalist." Basically, is what he's trying to say is, "You should be writing this without me saying it. You should be able to look at this. This is your job. You can see that this is happening right in front of you. Why do you need me to validate it? Why can't you just say this anyway?" Yeah. And I can understand where he's coming from because it comes across like he's moaning all the time and fans of other clubs, oh, he's moaning. This is We're a victim of our own success here. Yeah. But also that doesn't mean that we can't gripe or Klopp can't gripe about the fact that there are too many games. There is, and he spoke about they brought in the Nations League, so that's more competitive games when they go on international duty. And then you got in the summer, there's pretty much an, an international tournament every single summer, isn't there, for, for someone or another? <laughs> you've got the World Cup and the Euros, and then you've got Copa America, African Cup of Nations and stuff. Sadio Mane, Henderson, um, players Sadly like that. Sadly said as uh, well. Two, two weeks off, two weeks off in, in a year, 
when when you intensely train mental and phys- you can talk about how much money they get paid all you want but their job is uh, mentally and physically a draining job it's intense and and the, and the pressure on them is massive and to only have two weeks break of that a year that that must be hard for and them. even then si and they might not be training every week right but their job and the way that they have to, the, you know, the nutrition that they need to go through and everything and the sports science, even when they're having two weeks off, it's not like me and you have two weeks off. Yeah. Like, anybody watching this now, the diet goes out the window on holiday, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you get a couple of weeks off and you're like, go ahead, I'll start drinking at 11am, yeah. we'll do that all day. Yeah. I'll eat buffets all day on my all-inclusive holiday. Yeah, they can't how, even but, but do that. that's how you can't reset and that's how, you get, that's how you prepare to go back to work. That's why people need holidays. They can't do that, no. No, so even when they've got their just two weeks off, by the way, which is well less than what everyone else gets, they're still not able to do that. And he talked about it and he said, money has nothing to do with it. That was another quote because I think he gets annoyed that, well, it's how much they get paid. It's like, yeah, but you, there's pressure and everything else it's not their fault how much they get paid yeah. and and you know people need to seriously think about that another one that was really good uh, well not so good actually for for Matip but quite decent about Naby I suppose is he was talking about the their availability he said Naby we don't know yet Matip will still be a few weeks and what I loved about this more than anything is Klopp got quite into the the, the, the definition of a couple and few because he said a few weeks, and he said, well, is it two? And he was like, no, a couple's two, and few's more than that. Like, And I love that, because I, me and Tom were having that um, discussion in the office last week. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but really, I mean, everybody knew that Matip was going to be out for a few weeks. Naby, sounds like he's out for this game, to be honest. If, he, if he's saying he doesn't know, then he's not going to be starting this game. And to be honest, I think if Naby was fit, there's a good chance he probably wouldn't be starting this game anyway. Yeah. But uh, I think maybe you'd be looking at Genk next week as one that he maybe comes in for. But if he doesn't know, I doubt, I doubt he's going to be starting against Villa tomorrow, no. Um, and then uh, finally, I suppose, on this one, um, he was asked about Fabinho's ban uh, or potential ban if he picks up another yellow card against Villa, I should say. Um, it's not possible to play without challenges against Aston Villa. Maybe he has to deal with it on the pitch or maybe I do with the lineup. I haven't decided yet. We'll have to see. It's a bit of a brain teaser for him, isn't it? It's a bit of a headache. Like, I mean, it's a great picture. Yeah. I mean, no, anyone listening to this on podcast, apologies, but he's got his, his hands in front of his face and it looks like he's really sort of, do I pick Fabinho? Do I not pick Fabinho? What am I going to do here? I wouldn't pick Fabinho myself, sorry. I probably wouldn't either. Uh, so someone made a good point, and I think it was might have been the starting 11 live stream that we did before over on the Redmen YouTube channel. And he said, there's a... 90% chance that we be that we can beat Villa without Fabinho, but there's a lot lower chance that we beat City without Fabinho. And so, and, and so it's, Klopp will be weighing all the all this up in his head, but what if he leaves Fabinho out and then we don't go and beat... Uh, we don't go and beat... Uh, we could get we beaten by Villa, Villa. we could get beaten by City. Exactly, exactly. The, 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 so this is all the stuff he's weighing up in his head and this is why he's the manager of Liverpool, because I trust him to make the right decision. So uh, I can see the argument for both sides. If it was up to me, I'd probably rest him. I think we've got enough quality in the midfield. I think you can bring Milner in there or you can bring Chamberlain in there. I think Henderson, Wijnaldum and both nailed on to start. And then it's either Milner or Chamberlain probably. If you leave for being your house, let's let's wait. As, as I say, I, I can see both sides of the argument, and I'll I'll, I'll go with Diego and whatever he does. I unless think he, unless he leaves him out. And then I think beat. he's gonna play for being you know. Do you? I do. I just because of what you said a minute ago. Really, it's that like. Well, you could lose points in both games. Yeah. You know, you can lose points against City with Fabinho in the lineup. 
You can lose points against Villa without him in the lineup or with him in the lineup. You know they're in good form at the moment. Another interesting one. Um, it's not on the Redmen TV Twitter. Actually, he was talking about Alex Oxley Chamberlain, and the journalist said that Alex has been talking about it and says he's not at that level yet, say, and the level that he wants to be at. And and he, he very quickly Jurgen moves go good. And I was like, boss, yeah. that I love that is right. right exactly. And he said Alex is right. He, it's not a problem. But he's right scoring-wise. He's had these outstanding moments, but there are moments when he's not been involved. He needs to find his rhythm. It's a long-term thing coming back from a long-term injury. It's got a, it, It's good he knows there's more to do, there's more space for improvement, and there's more involvement in games. And I suppose that's it, really. I think Alex, uh, midweek against Arsenal, he scored the goal and he gets the assist, but was his all-round game as good as what we've seen? I, I don't think it, I think certainly in the first half, his passing was poor, it, look, it looked like he was, he was poor in possession, which you don't see too often from him. It, it, it didn't have like as much creativity as he usually got from him. You didn't see him driving as much as he did, and when you did, it felt like he was kind of making the wrong decision a little bit. That could have had something to do with the fact that the Arsenal fans were booing him and he's trying to prove a point against mm. them. There's different things that you can take into account there, but he wasn't great against Arsenal, and... While the two goals against Genk were brilliant, and yeah, there's a few more brilliant moments in that game. Thought his all-round game did leave a little bit to be desired. So, uh, it, it, but it's good that he's recognising that. And that's it. it. And Klopp, some, Klopp some, wasn't asked. He, was, he said yeah. it a few times. He's like, I'm not bothered. Yeah. By the way, I expect him to be like this yeah. at this stage of his injury. And you know, we were saying at the start of the season. Feel it feels like a new signing, and 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 you need to give him time, like a new signing as well. You know, he's had a game against Genk, he's had a game against Arsenal. Hopefully, he'll play against Genk again next week. He's had a couple of other little substitute appearances here and there, but the guy needs minutes, and, and the more minutes he plays, the quicker he'll get, yeah. and the better he'll get, and, and 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 back up to speed. The more back up to speed he'll be. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I, I think you know, come come January time, we'll see him integrated into the first team properly, yeah. maybe before. It seems all the time he's shown more and more of the player that we know that we know that he is, and. He scored three goals in the last week. That's 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 fantastic. And but I like the fact a lot of players would have been like, "Yeah, I've scored three goals in the past week. That's brilliant." But Alex is going, "No, it's not brilliant. I could be doing this. I could be doing that." It shows that he's got the right attitude, and that's exactly what Klopp wanted to say. And I'm sure it's not just him either, is it? You know, it'll be everybody in the squad. Everyone will be thinking like that. You know, there'll be young lads coming into the side against Arsenal who played well. Who thought. I can do better than that and maybe misplace that pass or this and, and I can yeah. do better. And that's the winning the, mentality. Exactly. Isn't it? That's it, isn't it? It's the winning, man, winning mentality. And hopefully that continues tomorrow against Aston Villa. Anyway, drop a like on the video, smash that like button, leave us your thoughts on all of the news stories, of course, below. Don't forget to check out The Athletic, www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash red menus. Um, the articles are absolutely brilliant. They are absolutely brilliant. And you do get 50% off yearly subscription. Uh, and James Pearce is writing on there regularly. Simon Hughes as well. But there's more than that. There's Oliver Kay. There's David Ornstein. There's Michael Cox, if you're into your tactics and stuff like that. Rafa Benitez. Rafa Honigstein. Um, there's so many great articles. And, and like, if you're like me and you love reading content as well as watching videos and listening to podcasts, The Athletic is absolutely super. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you for supporting Redmen News and Redmen TV. And we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.